You're listening to Small Business Big Impact, how to support employees experiencing family and domestic violence. This podcast contains content which you might find distressing. If you or someone you know needs support, please call Lifeline on 13114 or 1800 RESPECT. That's 1800 737 732. Welcome back to Small Business Big Impact, a podcast about family and domestic violence created specifically for small business owners. My name is Gretel Colleen. In our last episode, we explored how to create a safe plan to support an employee experiencing violence and how to keep your other employees and workplace safe. But there's one important thing we still need to talk about. What happens if the person using violence is one of your employees? Because, of course, for a person to experience domestic or family violence, someone must be doing it to them. And that someone may work for you. So let's have a look at a scenario. Mick owns a real estate agency in a big regional centre in New South Wales. A few months ago, he hired Kevin to do maintenance and repairs on the rental properties that the agency manages. Kevin had lived in the community for years and was extremely well respected. He coached the under-16s footy team, was captain of the men's team and volunteered for the rural fire service. And Kevin's work performance was excellent. In fact, Mick recently promoted Kevin to property manager. But not too long after Kevin was promoted, word started circulating around the footy club that he was being violent with his partner. Mick doesn't usually listen to gossip, but he recently observed Kevin verbally abusing his partner after a football match, telling her she was a hopeless idiot and a terrible mother. She looked afraid as she got in the car. This morning, one of Mick's other real estate agents came in to see him. Kevin's partner is her friend. And over the weekend, she told her that Kevin had become violent with her. The agent tells Mick that she's extremely uncomfortable working with Kevin and wants Mick to do something about it. Okay, well, let's bring in an expert to learn more about this scenario. You may remember Mark Richards from episode two when he talked about the warning signs you might see at work if an employee is experiencing violence at home. Mark spent the past decade providing community training on family and domestic violence, particularly in rural, regional and Indigenous communities. Mark, thanks for coming back. It's good to be here, Gretel. Thanks for having me. Now, over the past eight episodes of Small Business Big Impact, we've talked about how it's likely that a small business employer will have an employee who experiences domestic violence, given that one in four Australian women report violence in a domestic relationship and one in 13 men. And, of course, for every person experiencing violence, there has to be someone using it against them, which means it's just as likely that you'll have an employee using violence. Are there workplace behaviours or warning signs an employer might see in someone who's using violence in home or family? Yeah, it's a great question. And look, most of the violence is behind closed doors. And sometimes that person will present themselves as a really top bloke, a really good bloke within community, as Kevin does in this scenario. Mm. They're sometimes able to kind of protect themselves as well through that bias that may exist within community. Yeah. And people become pretty, pretty clever, really, at disguising it. 
There are a few things I guess you could observe though, mm. such as little regard for women in the workplace, maybe sexist comments or behaviour. Mm-hmm. It could even go a little bit further than that where he's actually bullying other staff members or blaming them for his problems. Or you might simply notice something like repeatedly calling their partner at work all the time and there's a bit of a pattern around that particular type of behaviour. Well, Kevin's behaviour at work has been exemplary. But Mick saw a different side of him after that footy match. And it's not just what he's observed. He also has the challenge of another employee telling him she doesn't want to work with Kevin. So what do you think Mick should do in this situation? Given the fact that another employee has said that she feels uncomfortable working with Kevin means that Mick may really want to take some action around that. Look, if I were Mick, I'd make a time to talk to Kevin in private. Mm. I think I'd like to say something to Kevin maybe such as, is it okay if we have a bit of a difficult or tricky conversation? And I always like to start these conversations by saying, I've noticed. So something like, I've noticed that something's been spoken about in the office, but also in the wider community. Now, I'm not too sure if you're aware of it, but some people have been saying that you've chosen to use violence against your current partner. So how should Mick prepare for that conversation? That's a great question. Look, the training manual for domestic violence counsellors working with men who use violence is 211 pages long. Wow. Exactly. So it's a very tricky and challenging area for professionals, let alone someone who's running a small business. So really the most sensible thing for Mick to do in this situation would be to call 1-800-RESPECT for expert advice. Right. And as a reminder, those calls are anonymous. Yeah, correct. And Mick can uh, call them up and talk through how to have this type of conversation, where and when to have it also, and how to make sure that he's actually safe while having this conversation and whether or not to get legal advice, because this is obviously going to be really important for Mick as well. And he should get support from experts who've sort of done this before and have that expert knowledge around this particular matter. Yeah. Okay, so Mick takes his time preparing for this conversation and then Kevin is either going to deny it or say it's true. Yeah, so let's start with Kevin saying that the violence is happening. Yeah. It's really common in these cases for him to excuse the violence, maybe minimise it and or even shift the blame elsewhere. He may even seek to get Mick to sort of collude with him by saying something like, mate, you're in a relationship, you know how it can be sometimes. Whoa. Now, at this point, I'm assuming Mick needs to take a strong stand. That's right. He really needs to make it very clear to Kevin that violence in a relationship is a serious issue that needs to be addressed and really point Kevin towards the resources that the experts have already provided for him. And what if Kevin doesn't try to excuse or minimise the violence? What if he confesses to it? Yeah, it's a great question. That might actually mean that he's ready to get some support. Yeah. So the first thing that Mick can do there is to thank Kevin for the courage in sharing that with him, and then he can guide Kevin towards those resources to support him on his journey. Are there specific places that people using violence can go to? Yeah, absolutely. So the Men's Referral Service is a national phone line specifically for men who are worried about the violence in their relationships. Right. And acknowledging that some users of violence are not men, Relationships Australia also provides counselling to anyone who is seeking to change their violent behaviour. But again, it's definitely worth asking 1-800-RESPECT for resources that are specific not only to the situation but also the location the employer finds themselves in. And don't worry about rummaging around for a pen. If you're listening, you can find those numbers in the episode notes of your podcast app. Okay. Now, Mark, what if Kevin says he wants to take some paid leave 
to get counselling. So the Family and Domestic Violence Leave provisions only cover people who are experiencing violence, not using violence. Yeah. But Mick could certainly support Kevin by providing him some flexibility so that he can get the support required. Hang on. Mick's other employee has said that she doesn't feel comfortable working with Kevin if he's using violence. So is Mick sending the wrong message if he keeps Kevin on at work and is supporting him with flexible hours? Mick definitely needs to make it really clear to Kevin that violence is not okay and that his previous behaviour is not acceptable at all. And it may not be actually lawful for him to fire Kevin. Right. This is a minefield, isn't it? And that's why expert advice is available. Yeah, and even if he could fire him, that could cause Kevin a lot of embarrassment, anger and frustration, and the blame would most definitely be shifted on the Kevin's partner. And that in itself could actually elevate the violence quite severely. So showing Kevin the door could actually make it much more dangerous for his partner within that relationship. Wow, what a dilemma for Mick. Yeah, most definitely. And I think just to emphasise that there are people out there who can give Mick expert advice on that and he doesn't have to make the decision immediately either. And what is Mick going to do if Kevin denies the violence? I think he needs to send Kevin a pretty strong message, something like, Kevin, I can hear you've told me that violence is not happening in your relationship, but I want to make it really clear that everyone has the right to live free from violence. I hope that if this was happening, you would seek the help necessary to ensure your family's safety, and there is definitely help available. Now, one survey of the impact of domestic violence on Australian workplaces found that one-fifth of people experiencing violence actually worked in the same workplace as their abuser. That's right, which means for those people who were in that situation, the workplace isn't giving them a break. Right. Uh, that same survey actually found that 60% of those cases, the person using violence held a workplace position of power over their partner and or family member. And we know that family and domestic violence is all about power and control. Yeah, so now the workplace opens up whole new ways to control someone and have power over them. For example, they might be the one assigning shifts at a restaurant, for example. Mm. So they make sure their partner is always rostered on at the same time as them. Wow, that obviously opens up a whole new set of challenges for an employer. If one employee comes and says the other is using violence against them at home, does the employer have a duty to report that to the police? I'm aware that employers will be very worried about their legal responsibilities here. No, they don't have to report it unless the employee is under 18. Of course, if you actually witness the violence in the workplace, that could be a different situation. But again, there are resources out there to support the employer and you don't have to solve this situation on your own. Right. And that leads us once again to remind everybody of 1-800-RESPECT. Yeah, they're definitely there to help and the team does an amazing job. Mark Richards, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. As well as 1-800-RESPECT, there are dedicated helplines for men who are using violence. In your episode notes, you'll find contact details for the Men's Referral Service and Relationships Australia. Each website has a variety of printable resources too. Thanks for your company today. In our next episode, our 10th and final, we'll look at three different workplace scenarios and have a conversation about the best way for a small business owner to approach each of them. It's a crucial episode. Don't miss it. This podcast has been produced for the Australian Government by Lifeline Australia. Lifeline delivers DV Alert, the nationally recognised training program for frontline workers 
dedicated to ending violence against women and children. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands on which we podcast, as well as those on which you are listening, and pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. Music